1: Welcome inside episode 876 of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. My name is Matt Robinson. His name is Rob Christie. What are you saying today, man?
0: I'm saying I think it's full on fall.
1: Yeah, it's got I'm, that feel to it.
0: So um got the pool jacked up to eighty degrees. <laughs> I was in there, I was in there last night about ten o'clock. So it had to be, by that time, it felt like it was maybe about 55 outside, but a sweet 80 degrees in the pool. So I That's got in 12, it. 12
1: for those of you youngins that are working in the...
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, this is it, right? And it's funny because it's, it's one of those things where if I'm talking about the temperature outside... I'm talking about Celsius. Yes. Right? I don't I, I don't talk about oh it's a hot ninety seven. Right. No, it, it just seems to be in cooking, yep. in what in whatever my pool is at, right? It it seems to be there Fahrenheit, are select but,
1: areas where we still lag a little bit. Right.
0: I never talk about how many kilos I weigh. <laughs> I don't talk about how many. <laughs> you should, man. It's I a am. much
1: lower number. It's nice, right? Like yeah, it, okay. it feels <laughs> way better. <laughs>
0: Live in the two point two.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, what Exactly. Saying. Yes.
0: Um, but yeah, if for some reason, pool temperature, it's one of those Fahrenheit guys.
1: Yep, for sure. So, so you're anyways, in there, it's 55.
0: it, it and, and honestly, it was like I was getting, felt like I was getting ice on my face, right? Because <laughs> it's much nicer in the water than it is out, and so sure. I'm like, I'm in here, I might as well just stay, because I know as soon as I get out of here, that between me and the towel is a, it's a couple good strides, yep. and you're like, mm, I'm not sure, I'm not <laughs> sure about this. but I may live yeah, here well, now. Yeah, exactly. For, <laughs> till ice forms over, and but yeah, it's. Uh, I was gonna close it today, but oh man, it's too nice, right? This, it's it's about twenty one degrees and it's super sunny, and yep. I didn't get around to it, man. To be honest with you, I, I kind of gave it a big wave on the on the closing scale.
1: Well, this is it. When you look out the window, it still looks like summer, and then you know, like you said, it's twenty one, twenty two. It's all right. Like it's it's not unpleasant, but uh, yeah, in the evening doesn't feel like summer anymore just pitch that aside onto the floor
0: (laughs) (laughs) like peanuts on the floor exactly just
1: tearing into this uh we are on twitter and instagram at Tall can audio make sure you get subscribed wherever you're listening right now what was that that we heard you just savagely tear into
0: well it's a bottle first of all got that okay so um yeah, I was out yesterday to a, a little outdoor family function, a little barbecue action out in the prior up the valley for, uh, for those in the know. And I stopped by uh, my, personally, my favorite brewer in Eastern Ontario, Brew Revolution. Mm-hmm. They're having a bit of an anniversary thing going on over there. What I, I didn't ask what anniversary it was when <laughs> I was care, in the Tappers <laughs> didn't care, man, for sure. Party's didn't a care. party. But they got some stuff going on over there, some new stuff. So I thought, okay, great, great idea to stop in and see what see what they got cooking. And so, for those who who've heard me talk about this before, they they do sort of music theme stuff, right? So yep. in the past, I've had. The Walking on Sunshine is the there's their New England style IPA. They do a nice James Brown ale, like just sort of along these. So I, what what drew me in was they had an Imperial Blackberry IPA. Wow, which went by the name of Whoa Blackberry Bam Lamb <laughs> Whoa Blackberry. <laughs>
1: Delightful.
0: So, yeah. But they're out, so I was oh, like, are you kidding me? All
1: this for a so letdown. Yeah,
0: man. well, no, I, I really wanted to break into the whoa, blackberry is really where that came from. <laughs> Just an excuse Um But they do have a, they had a new New England style IPA, which I drank at the gathering, which was Island in the Sun, a little nod to Weezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, came in at 6.9, did not taste at all like 6.9. To me, everything Brew Revolution does is, it's, it's not hoppy if you're a hop head, probably not getting it done for you. But it's smooth drinking, it's got a pinch of citrus, and it does not taste like 6.9. So depending on which side of uh, the can you're on, that's a good thing or it's a bad thing. Sure. Uh, Um, Wait, wait, what I did grab, and what I just cracked right now, which I was going to bring one to you, Matt, but I just couldn't make it over there for today's show. (laughs) But it it is really right in your wheelhouse. It is... Smoke on the porter. Nice. Bum, 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 bada. Yeah. This sounds like it, it has s-
1: promise, man.
0: Smoke on the porter. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I am going to give this a pull, and uh, I'll let you know.
1: Uh, I too am going with a porter today, oddly enough. Um, and this one, it it called out to me, man. As you know, I have a have a little bit of a sweet tooth, uh, even when it comes to my beers. Um, and this one seems like it's going to end up there. Uh, but this is called the Pecan Pie Porter from Double Trouble Brewery down in Toronto. I did a quick search of them. They appear to be a contract brewery, not a uh, you know, an actual establishment. But um, yep. never, I've, I've never had anything from these guys before, I don't think. But uh, a pecan pie porter, it's supposed to be a little roasty, right? a little nutty, a little uh, pecan taste right to it. And, um, yeah, we'll see kind of a, it says here little chocolate notes and, and kind of very dark, obviously. So, uh, looking forward to giving this one a poll.
0: Sorry about that. Andy over there at Andy Nita. Andy rails against the contract brewers all the time. He does. <laughs> but you know what? It's, I, I think it's a great first step for a lot of people who are looking to sort of weigh, you know, dip their toe in the brewing business and so uh, a lot of times it's just a it's it's a it's a start to something bigger so this porter that I had to me in in following with most things that brew revolution does very subtle um i'm not getting i'm not getting bowled over by the smoke there's just a hint of it which is right where I'd like to be yeah uh probably not enough for you which <laughs> you do like the punch in the face smokiness which yep it is not normally my bag so again because i am super bullish on all the things that they do over there and 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 100% biased with no share in the business i'm just telling you <laughs> yeah. i like what they i like what they do but this is uh this is a nice yeah rich porter got a little toffee going on there a little toast in the utmost oh, I like of that this too. baggery. yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's got a bit of that and a, and a hint of smoke to finish. So it's, it's quite nice. It's got that, I can only describe it as not a pile of head left on it, but when you, when you first pour it, the head looks almost like it's got a bit of a purple hue to it. And I don't know what that is. If it's just, a That's healthy, that, man. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> dad why does my <laughs> penis turn red well it's more purple but don't worry about that um the things you worry about yeah um but yeah very nice and i would this to me is a is a fall beer into the winter you know a rang you know just that time around. of year
1: man i'm pumped for that
0: okay smoke on the porter brew revolution
1: uh this one isn't bringing it super heavy like i like but it's it's definitely noticeable the pecan is right there right at the right at the front and uh it it's not as sweet as I would have expected. Um, and maybe I shouldn't have expected that. But the name just sort of, you know, anything pie. You're kind of like, okay, like let's see what this, uh, this I goes. I like pie! All right, so uh, there is a nuttiness to it. And uh, yeah, dark little chocolate to it. I, I like this one, man. It's, uh, it's not too can bad you, at all.
0: Can you give me the name of the beer again?
1: Yeah, this is the just pecan pie porter from uh, Double Trouble down in Toronto. 5.7%.
0: Uh, so, so clearly, yeah. This Porter comes in at five point eight. By the way, um, clearly, you're in the pecan. Yep, you're in the pecan column as opposed to the pecan.
1: I was—that's funny. When I started the show, I was going to ask you how how to what do you go with? Because obviously, you hear both all the time. You're a pecan. Wow
0: i'm a pecan guy what a
1: douche you just sound like (laughs) very uppity (laughs) (laughs) yeah this
0: just in douchebag over there um yeah but a pecan is something you keep beside your bed when you're old and you can't make it to the can right
1: or young and just don't feel like (laughs) making it to the can
0: (laughs) but 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 have enough pride that you're not just gonna piss in the bed i like that about you matt
1: how do you feel about uh pecan (laughs) in your brownies See, we've had this conversation off air before. There's a friend of ours who used to make brownies, and she would always show up with uh, with a couple with nuts in them, because that's how I always liked them. And so, uh, but it was often pecans.
0: See, I I think I think a brownie should maybe have some sort of crushed peanuts. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Not so big on the not so big on the pecan. All right.
1: All right. Uh, should let. I every... won't
0: say. I won't say no.
1: Yeah. No. A brownie's a brownie, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Get that shit over here. Uh, Should let everybody know in terms of uh, what the schedule is going to look like this week. Our buddy Kevin Mickey from Sportsnet is going to be on on Wednesday morning. uh, And we're talking wrestling. Uh, Didn't do our uh, our SummerSlam show like we normally do with the big four pay-per-views every year. Uh, With Kevin, we were both uh, vacationing and uh, so chose to kind of push it off. But as the AEW uh, thing continues to roll on, Uh, They continue to add names and actually, for the first time ever, uh, beat Monday Night Raw last week in the ratings, which I don't think anybody saw coming quite yet, Um, but it's obviously there's a shift in momentum. So if you're into the wrestling thing, Kevin Mickey will be here to talk about all of that on uh, Wednesday morning. And then uh, Michaela announced um, that she will not be here this week. She's got a gig with OSEG going on. And uh, she's going to be hosting an event with them. She can check our Twitter. You can check her Twitter um, to get ticket information if you want to check that out. Uh, But Maddie Lang is going to step in, and we'll do our usual kind of Thursday morning sports talk over a a pint then, uh, whatever's in the news at the time. So Kevin Mickey, Wednesday morning. Maddie Lang, Thursday morning.
0: Okay, so I couldn't give less of a damn about wrestling. Now, not.
1: I've heard not this to, per, once or twice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not. Not to plunge a knife into the yeah, balloon. Yeah. Seriously.
1: This promotion is going very well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and really, all I'm going with this, well, because you know, you're going to follow Kevin Mickey up with, you know, the Bluchador is going to come true, in the next yes. day. So to me, it's it's really it fits like, like hand in latex glove. That's
1: true. eh? lines up and quite nicely.
0: S- yeah, it does. And and but what this reminds me of, and you can correct me if if I'm wrong which I can't
1: happens. imagine. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> this smacks of like WWE WCW or whatever in the late nineties sort of, where mm. you have this, uh, yeah. Are you getting a bit of that? A little no? bit. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: where WCW had a pile of money, um, spending Ted Turner's cash, but more bringing over, you know, your, your Hulk Hogan's and your diesels and your whatever, and kind of rebranding them and did the Race NWO. The yeah. And, uh, and ran wild for a little while there, as Hulkamania tends to do, man, as you know. And um, and WWF was still kind of presenting your very childish, like everyone had a occupational gimmick, right? Like, or you were the model, or you were Duke the Dumpster Drosy, or what? Like, you where you were a garbage man. Yeah, and it was very childish and cartoony, and so it sort of switched you know, as as people who grew up on Hulk Hogan in the 80s uh, were getting older and then all of a sudden WCW was presenting more of this kind of adult gang warfare, right, with the NWO thing and uh, people switched to that. Uh, this is a little different. I'm, I'm very surprised, to be honest, and, and maybe Kevin will be able to take us through it a little bit better. The AEW thing is almost going in the other direction. They don't want to bring in Brock Lesnar, who was recently a free agent. They don't want to bring in Bill Goldberg. They're, they're going for more like the nerdy wrestling side, like you're really hardcore guys who put on like the really good matches but aren't necessarily the giant names. And I don't know if it's just people fed up with how the WWE has been or whatever, but they've taken a totally different approach. They do have a similarity in the fact they have a billionaire owner. His name's Tony Khan, also owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, and his, his family... uh And an EPL team too, I think. That's eh? correct, yeah. So uh, lots of money to spend, and they have brought in some names, CM Punk and and Brian Danielson now, and um, they'll keep at that, I think, when it fits with their model. But yeah, there's a bit of a wrestling war suddenly going on, and it is worth pointing out, just briefly on this. Monday Night Raw, last week, for the first time in months, was up against Monday Night Football, which is a behemoth, and every fall takes a huge chunk out of Monday Night Raw's viewership right like uh, Mm -hmm. the NFL is still the king of of live sporting events and so you know that there is some context that you need to keep in mind but AEW is not going to worry about that they're going (laughs) to point out we had the higher number and keep on rolling right so
0: well and just one more thing on this because I'm I'm merely interested from a business or a rating side right more than anything else would you suggest that the AEW is sort of going more towards the the Japanese wrestling model, like more sort of athleticism yes. and all right? That it's I can get an, behind that.
1: that it's an art form, right? It's a yeah. that it's yeah you you're you're not as worried about having the big seven foot tall freak show, um, you know, or, or necessarily even the big names that the WWE is still kind of built on. They just want to put on a really good wrestling show, and there's clearly an audience for that right now. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely, they've partnered at times with one of the Japanese promotions. Uh, a bunch of the guys that they started the company with are guys who are American, but were working in Japan. Uh, yeah. So that's absolutely a, a comparable. Good on you, man.
0: I'm tapping out though, Matt. That's it, man. I got, that's all I got, right? Just, so let's move on.
1: Kevin Mickey will be here Wednesday morning. He'll have plenty more on that if that's uh, if that's your scene. So stick around for that. Uh, where do you want to start, man? I, we might as well start on baseball. It's the most fresh of mind here. The Blue Jays take 2-3 um, from the Minnesota Twins, and the Yankees lose today. The Red Sox, I believe at last I checked, were winning. They won. Okay. Uh, did you <laughs> Before we get into this, did you see the Garrett Cole clip that was making its way around Twitter today? I did not. So, uh, Garrett Cole, for those maybe not familiar with the name, but the ace pitcher for the Yankees. Uh, they're down, I believe, 5 nothing at the time. And the Blue Jays have come out and started, you know, their first inning by going up 5 nothing, And so there's a break in the game where the pitching coach is coming out to talk to Garrett Cole. And on his way out, uh, while he's waiting for the guy to get there, he turns and looks at the scoreboard and see that the Blue Jays and Red Sox are both winning. And the the microphones and the cameras loudly and clearly pick up Four words. Fuck. God damn it. (laughs) I'll send it over to you. We'll post it on our social media. It's crystal clear, and he's getting just crushed out there. Everybody else is winning. Uh, Classic, man. What do you think of the weekend? Did Cole start clutching
0: his hamstring?
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm tapping out again. I need out of here.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, I'm getting hosed. It's an injury. Yes.
1: Yes. Of course. Oh,
0: I've I've strained my Ryu. <laughs>
1: I think oh. Ryu has also strained his Ryu. Yeah, this,
0: is, this is exactly right. Yeah, um, yeah I think I, I, like everybody, watched watch them sort of put a soft serve in the bed on Friday night against yeah. the Twins. And you're like, ah, oh, is this where the wheels sort of come off or go square, right? Is this... <laughs> Because you're like, this is a winnable series, right? We
1: thought that a week ago, too, with Baltimore, wasn't it? Or is that two weeks yep. ago now? Yeah, but, no, yeah, that, was, that was
0: a week ago Friday. Yeah. Friday night. And,
1: they just don't yeah. play well. <laughs>
0: and the lights are low. Yes. <laughs> Friday night and the lights are low. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but it's one of those things where you're like, come on, man. These are the games you got to get going. You got to, if you want to keep piling up series, don't make it hard on yourself. But, yeah, again, you going up. Uh, Two innings again. Yeah. Um, putting more sort of merit in in your argument from a week ago, which was, what's the guy's deal, man? And if you look at Ryu, and it's a bit of it's a bit alarming.
1: And they did put him on IL today.
0: Well, this is a ten day. They're saying so he'll miss Neck. one start probably. Yep. Um, but I was reading something this morning where they were talking about since June his his ERA has has ballooned every month to like in an August in those last nine starts it's like a 7 yep right and so it's, it went from a 4 to a 5 to a 7 it's just sort of getting out of control now and 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 I was telling you last year last week hey matt simmer down <laughs> Right, which is very similar to Rob saying, this whole pandemic thing around Matt, Matt, don't be so alarmist. Well, I hate to draw that comparison. Here we are 18 months later, still in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Matt's an alarmist. Um, They're lucky. They're lucky for, uh, not lucky, I guess. They went out and they made the trade for uh, Marios. And, and, you know, you have a nice now in terms of, uh, and I was reading another article this morning about Favoring, you know, looking at wild card races, and and if you were having to put money on on teams going by starting rotations, mm-hmm. who has the strength of, yeah, and it was a it was in the score, I believe, and they were saying, yeah, you look at the the idea of having Robbie Ray at the top, comparable to anybody else at this moment, yep, right, and then being able to throw in, you know, Barrios as a as an as a second. Because he's got the the fourth best ERA, right? Yep. Like so, just in terms of of how this goes, and then if you want to slide in Manoa right after, dominated
1: the Rays for eight innings this week.
0: Yeah, so you just sort of you go, okay, the Jays, and you and I waxed on quite eloquently, by the way, at the <laughs> beginning of the season about how shite the the, the rotation was going to be. Yes, and and in fact, it's it's just become the opposite.
1: Yeah, no, this it's rotation, the spine he, of this team.
0: And, and if you look and you go, coming into the weekend, they had gone, I think they had scored 100 runs in the last 10 games, like whatever the number was, yeah. mind boggling. Like you have three guys who are going to have 100 RBIs, two more in the 90 range, and you have a pitching rotation like that. How can that team not make it into the playoffs?
1: Six guys at 80 RBIs. Like is a what I'm yeah. good team. Like I, your number about the hundred is is right on the money. But even six guys at eighty, like six. Well, like, well,
0: how do you how do you like having a guy batting in the seventh spot in Lurdes Goriel, yeah. who's who's batting two eighty? He's got twenty home runs and he's got eighty RBIs. That's in your seventh as spot.
1: Anybody right now too, right? Like
0: worst hair in baseball though. Yeah,
1: it could be. Could be. <laughs> so
0: yeah, I love you, Lurtis. Don't get me wrong. I keep doing what you're doing and if the funky hair is what's getting it done could
1: be that's where his power lies man
0: that's keep going <laughs> man you and samson
1: uh Ryu, like you like go on. goes on the IL they skip uh manoa here after this inning and and or after this last outing it's not an inning it's an outing and it does a couple things the you know he, this is the most innings he's ever logged in a season by far and so they want to set that up but it i don't know if you were you know read any of these articles that referenced how it sets up the rest of the way now. You make sure absolutely did. that Ray and Burrios are going to pitch against the Yankees uh, when you face them here down the stretch. And it also, you know, in the case of having a tiebreaker game, Burrios would be in line to start that. And then if you were to win that and get to the wildcard game, uh, Ray would be in line to start that. There's also some crazy-ass permutations, which may yet come to fruition about a three-way tie with the Yankees and Red Sox and how the Jays would finish second in that based on losing the season series to the Red Sox but winning the season series against the Yankees. We can get into that as it gets closer if it looks like um, that's going to be a factor. But it does line everybody back up, and it is just wild to think that at this point you're not even like Ryu's not even in that discussion, right? And at the beginning of the season, this would have been the other way around. You want to make sure he's in line to start, you know, your must-win game. Now you're almost like, how do we make sure it's not? Like, he may be right now your fourth best off- and Matt's pitching pretty well. Like, maybe it's your fifth. <laughs> like, we'll see. Um, but the way Manoa is going, and then obviously Barrios and and Ryu, or uh, and Ray, and we had a bit of a disagreement last week, just in terms of, How you would set up the rotation for a playoff series? Brios has been damn good. Like seven uh, out of his ten starts with the Blue Jays, he's kept the opponent under three runs. When you have an offense like this, like he's going to be just fine, right? And there was that. There was a bit of a blip in the middle, but I think people are underselling just a little bit how good he's been since he got here.
0: And I'm as guilty as anybody. And it's and it's really of the nine starts, seven have been gems. Yeah. And, and and they were they were flashing. I watched the game today, and they were flashing up the number in his last five starts: thirty six strikeouts, three walks. Yeah, <laughs> like hello. That to me right there is is a recipe for success. Now, what I, I guarantee you, he's hit more guys than he's walked. Probably, yeah. <laughs> like he seems to be for a guy who doesn't walk a lot of guys. He gets a little Whale fast and loose in today, inside. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, um, it's it's one of those things where. You slightly misrepresented me in the, in the Twitter poll you put out on the Monday. Of course I did. Yeah. Uh, Twitter's not were, a
1: place to be rational and reasonable. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> and all it was, was I had said at that time, as of Sunday, I would put Ryu in the two. Okay. Just, just for the change of pace, Yeah, yeah right? that's it's, right. That's right. Is what I was looking for. You still but feeling I that it. two starts did, later? No, <laughs> no. And, and again, as you said, they've rejigged the lineup and there's also another off day in there. Yeah right to, to continue to further if you needed dabble. to yeah you could yeah still with take the lineup it. and so yeah. no for sure i'm going ray varios and manoa at this point and then as you suggest we can talk about it if you feel good with 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 ryu who i think he was the pitcher of note who got wrecked in that second game against tampa in the yep in the expanded playoffs last year right yep. and so you're like oh my you know it's it's let him work his way back in because he he is a guy who enjoys as as you noted last week more rest, right? So let him get right, get right with Jesus, and then see what you can do, right? Just just get going. I'm not sure there's yeah, that's got anything to do with it, but you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying. He's
1: being smited at the moment. <laughs> uh, Josh Donaldson had some comments this week that you sent over, and um, we'll share the the link about the mvp race which again we've talked about a time or two but we can touch on it this year because donaldson's never been shy about offering an opinion on just about anything anything and um he said that a big thing for him is winning he believes that vladdy should be the the mvp this year because the blue jays are right there in contention and the angels have never been close um he went out of his way multiple times in the discussion to say he's not taking anything away from Otani and and what he has done this year uh but that for him and it's just one guy's opinion but it is a guy who, who knows the game reasonably well uh Vladdy would be the MVP what'd you think
0: yeah I, I, for me there was a bunch of things going on there first of all I'm reading the article and and, and it sort of quoted heavily from Rob Longley and the Toronto Sun mm-hmm. is, where he, is where they were sort of... That
1: was actually the article I read first before you sent over the...
0: Right, and so <laughs> I loved Josh Donaldson when he was a J. Yeah. To me, he, it didn't end well with the whole calf issue and he was hurt all the time, but man, he was dynamic and he was dominant in those first, for sure, a couple of years, right? The MVP year in mm-hmm. 2015. Um, but I was reading the article going please, Josh, please don't say anything about the vaccine. Please don't say anything <laughs> stupid. Like just, don't, don't make me want to just sort of, you know, smash the, my phone on your head, but he didn't. Nope. Um, and he was, you know, cause there was two different articles, but both based out of the Longley article where he was talking about, it's too bad that they couldn't pack the dome. He said, because few places rock like, like the dome when yeah. there's 50,000 in it, which Not is. Wrong. Well, that 2015 and 2016 run, and we talked about it at the time, the contrast from the sort of early to mid-90s when they were winning World Series, where it sounded like a bunch of grade 7 girls yes. squealing, and then how that guttural stomping tone that the, the 15, 16... I'm Had some sure. bass to it. For sure it did. And so he he knows the feeling. And so what was interesting to me was, and as you said, he was also very, um, you know... Um, Complimentary in terms of, of what Otani has been doing, right? And and but what he what he did say was yes the winning, but also the playing every day, mm-hmm. and he's and he said, I want to tip the cap to to not just the hitting, but the defensive improvement. Yep. That that Vlad's made there. So not only is he playing every day, he's having a huge impact on both sides of the ball, which is nice to hear another player, because I, I was kind of wondering last week with all this talk about how great Vlad's been at first. And I'm like, all right, that seems like some Buck Martinez homerism. A little (laughs) bit, a little bit. Love you, Buck. I do. Um, For your old man yelling at the clouds thing he got going. Sure. Do, you know, old time J guy there. And and so I got a soft spot for him. But (laughs) um, yeah, the idea that to hear another player talk about, about the improvements Vlad's made sort of every day, both sides of the ball, gave it a bit more... Credence for me anyways.
1: Well, and you were seeing all weekend, like Minnesota came into this series as uh, ranked as the worst defensive team in baseball. And you saw plenty of evidence of them just throwing it around the diamond, not hitting anything, Uh, especially in that first inning today. I think there was two different errors that helped the Blue Jays get that big first inning. And you started to see there was at least two different really nice plays by Bo. And you can remember at the beginning of the season, yeah, he, we were talking about him a ton. It's just, oh, my God, like, just let Simeon play short already. And they were obviously going to ride this out with Bo, and they've been proven to be right on that, right? The Blue Jays' infield defense is miles better right now than it was in April and May.
0: Well, And, it's and Vlad's because- a part
1: of that, too, I guess is the reason I brought that <laughs>
0: yeah well and, and if you remember at the, at, at the beginning and, and they reference it today I think Bo has 24 errors like yeah. that is that's not a small number no it isn't um but he made a great snag yesterday or Saturday going up the middle and 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 today that the one where he's ranging towards second yep. and he does the, and he does the 180 yes and it's almost uh to me the fact that he could hit Vladdy clean with that mm-hmm was an outstanding play, like that's like old school Tony Fernandez kind of stuff, right? Yep. I'm I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. I'm just <laughs> saying. It, but but Dan Schulman, good friend of the show, mm-hmm. was was referencing that exact same thing that you just talked about, which was yeah, up until the mid season, the number of people clamoring for just switch them, just switch them, and and let and let it go when they're like yeah, he, they they had no intention no. of doing that. They were going to continue to run Bo out there, and and he's still gonna. He threw one over Vlad's head the other day. <laughs> like it's it's still gonna happen. Yeah. Um. But but the thing is, in the early parts of the season, when 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 Bo especially, and and sometimes Biggio, who, who yep. didn't you know, if you remember, we had questions about his arm strength. And maybe it's his back at the time. Who knows, right? But Vladdy was picking a bunch out of the dirt too. Right. There was some of those. Yep. Where you're like, man, the only thing that's keeping this keeping this thing afloat is Vlad reaching <laughs> and picking and and playing good defensive <laughs> first base. So,
1: and it, and it, like, let's be real, and, and you and I both reference it is the easiest defensive position on the diamond. That is why you put your slugs over there usually. Now, some guys are better than others at it, and Vlad has become better and better as we've gone. Uh, he's also, you know, got a, a chance to do the triple crown thing here. We're only a week removed from the last time we had this conversation, I believe, but you feeling any more confident? Do you think there's any more credence? You're hearing players talk about it now. Is there any chance, or is it just, you know, with everything that works against him too, right, being up in Canada and, you know, not being on American television as much, and Shohei Otani has just been such a sensation. Is there any chance he's even going to get a look here?
0: I'm, I'm not sure. Is, is Otani out for the season, or he's certainly not going to pitch again? I, I believe I saw that.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's gonna pitch again, but I don't believe he's being shut okay. down. Yeah.
0: But he, he has he has his numbers have, have second
1: half have, has not been as good.
0: Has dovetailed big time. He's he's hitting around two sixty. And clearly it's his pitching, his nine and two record that is enhancing that. Um I think with with sixteen games to go, we'll see what happens. But yeah, Vlad to me is Vlad Vlad looks like a young Andre DeGrasse, right? Who's powering down that final. But yeah, he's gonna have to have a big finish here, I think. Yeah. To to really overpower, and I think it's gonna take the triple crown. And I think he's got seven RBIs to catch up in terms of he's gonna win the batting. At, you know, it mm-hmm. looks good on the home run side. Um, he's just got a bunch of things. His offensive numbers, he's first in almost everything other than than RBIs, right? So it's...
1: Well, and we've talked about this before. I do buy in to the winning thing because I've said a hundred times on the horribly irritating Connor McDavid MVP discussion, when the Oilers suck and miss the playoffs, you're not that valuable. We can do that without you. When a team is good... Or when they manage to get like when Taylor Hall has a crazy season and drags a you know a yeah. a a mediocre Shipper New Jersey right into the playoffs, to me that's worth something. When Nathan McKinnon is is doing what he's doing, to me that's worth something. Um and so it's I the definition th- of M V P versus M O P, right? Is yeah. Connor McDavid the best player in the league? A hundred percent. This year was he the most valuable um you know, thinking in a year where they had missed the playoffs. No.
0: Yeah. No. no I, and it's a great point cuz I can I can miss the playoffs without you.
1: Yeah. That, you're not that valuable to my <laughs> shitty team, right? <laughs> like, yeah. We're still no, shitty, no. so.
0: And, and, and it's it's true.
1: Yeah. It's so, true. So I but, buy in a little bit to that Josh Donaldson conversation that the Jays are right here still in the mix. We'll see if they're going to make it or not, but um but you, they're contending. You are talking, That's talking. You something. are
0: talking about the Angels missing Trout for most of the season yep. too, right? they weren't so going to make it, it though. They're not. No, they were
1: a mediocre team.
0: I I know, but if you if you look at you're taking one of the best players in baseball out of your lineup. Yep. And and so in terms of insulation, a bunch of different things, yep. right? And so, like D- Josh said in, in the article, if you take Vlad out of that lineup, that lineup is not nearly as, as potent. And you're like, yeah, okay, that's true, right? But we've had Springer out of the lineup for most mm-hmm. of the season. Like, when you talk about Marcus Simeon and the value that comes with his, to me, his steady Eddie play every day, Become only the fifth second baseman to ever hit 40 home runs and yep. just be sure handed in the field. Like that guy is, you wonder who is, who is, I don't, I don't wonder, but who is more valuable right at this moment, right, in terms of the fielding position. Sure. Right. You, you can't discount what, what Simeon's done. And if you remove Simeon from that lineup and you have that August swoon that, that Bo and Vlad had, Marcus Simeon just kept plugging along. Yep. Right. No Springer. You know, floundering Vlad and Bowen. Now, coming like, in today,
1: Whoa. he was three for his last 20, so he was in a little bit of a, a slump. But that's the the beauty of this lineup is there's enough meat all over the place that when one guy's slumping a little bit, you can still get it done. So
0: There's enough meat all over the lineup. It's true, man. Love it.
1: Uh, so we'll see where this goes. Um, it'll be interesting to follow, but uh, the Jays start a series on Monday night in Tampa, and then they got four more against Minnesota um so it'd be an interesting week we'll uh, no doubt we'll touch on this with uh, with Maddie Lang on Thursday morning
0: hey, wait just before you move on all right I, the, the question is sixteen games to go mm-hmm. three against the Rays four against the twins three against the Yankees and you finish with that what looks like it could be alarming three game series against the Orioles <laughs> i I, I got I, I have a I got a strong feeling that this is this is cinched up one way or the other by the end of the Yankee series. Hmm. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, I don't think I agree. I think this is the Yanks of coming into today had also won four or five, as had Boston. Oakland won't go away. I do think it's going to come down to these three AL East teams, but I just think it's going to be one of those that comes right down to like the final day or two, and that's one of the reasons again as they rejigged the the rotation, like. Ryu, I believe, would be the last game of the year and, you know, are you normally you'd love that in case you need it and maybe right now you don't, right? So we'll see because you're right like the the Orioles would love to play, spoiler for just about anybody who's been kicking their dirt in their face across the AL East all year for any of these three teams, right? But yeah, I think this is going to come right down to that final weekend. I, I think it's it'll, it'll be, it's going to be rough all the way.
0: I think the end of that Yankee series, I think, I think this is. I, I look at the way the Yankees are going. Outside of Cole, who's, who's sputtered at least two of the last three starts, mm-hmm. I see them doing the big fade. I, I, I think by the end of that J series, I think the Yanks are out of it.
1: But, but and they, and they it, may have the toughest schedule out of everybody. Uh, ben Wagner was going over that today. Um, that Out of the three teams anyway, I don't know about what Oakland and Seattle's got going on. But out of the three teams, they may actually have the toughest left. So one well, Seattle is
0: four back as of as of four and a half Seattle, now. I think yeah, four and a half back of the of the Jays. Yeah, so they're falling I away th- too. I think that's you can you can just look at sort of and your red circle the A's because you know that's it's hard, man, when you have those teams in front of you who just keep winning. Yep, we just keep winning, and so to me, uh, I, I look at it and go. Yeah, I think the Red Sox and the Yankees also have another series head to head. So, yeah, I just think I think the Jays. I'm gonna I'm gonna change from two weeks ago. I, I think they're I think they're in, man. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna make it in, and I think by the end of that Yankees series, they will have staked a claim to that wild card spot.
1: Uh, what we do know for certain, with lots of questions still left here on the baseball side, is that this past Saturday night. Was the final Saturday for the next eight months with no hockey? Hockey, 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 hockey. Back uh, camps open this weekend. There are preseason games starting this weekend, and there's a lot we could touch on here, man. But there are two huge names uh, that are still hanging out there from the beginning of the off season. Both indicated they wanted to move. Both have not yet moved. And we are just days away from camp opening. That is Jack Eichel and uh, Tarasenko there in St. Louis. Um, I think it's probably not that controversial or that out on a limb to say that the Eichel one is more contentious. (laughs) Uh, And you got a huge injury history there. Tarasenko is also significantly older. Um, What do you make of this man... Uh, do you think Eichel's showing up to camp? Do you think Tarasenko, to me, I, I don't know. With that salary, to me, that's a way harder one to do. I think people are way down on Jack Eichel, man. Like, yeah, I keep hearing Sens fans. i do not even interested. Don't even talk about it. This guy, if you let him get healthy, might be a top five player in the game again still. I, these are he's interesting.
0: A bit, he's a bit of a bitch, though. A little yeah. bit, a little bit. Yeah, and so... Um, there, there's no saying I was, I w- it was last season or the season before where it's, it's Ottawa and Buffalo head to head and Buffalo wins four, three Eichel scores all four goals. Right. And you're like, who's watching that guy? <laughs> like you go one guy, yeah, there's one guy here. You need to worry about and no Watch one's that guy. That. <laughs> and, and so the, the talent is undeniable. It, it's all the other stuff that comes with it. And, And the fact that he has, or he's going to report for uh, physicals in Buffalo. I was reading that today. Okay. Uh, Which is key because he can report and fail his physical. Yes. And be put on long-term or whatever's going to happen. Whereas if he doesn't show up, they can suspend him. Yeah. And and, and thus, you know, you get around the salary and whatnot. Sure. But it's, so it's key. He's going to show up. And uh Doug Armstrong was also saying that he believes it's it's quite likely that Tarasenko will show up, and and it's to me I, I, the question I posed to you was which one of these two is gone first from from the gets Lions? traded
1: first, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and so for me, it's Tarasenko, wow. and and it's and it's interesting. I I think what what happens is. He's had a couple of shitbird seasons too, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's injuries, but the last two seasons have been, uh, what's the word? Underwhelming. Sure. And so, you know, I, I think they would like to trade him. I think he would like to be traded. <laughs> but w- what you have here is a super depressed market, both from the both from the flat cap and your performance. And you're like, hey, dude, I'd like to get rid of you. I'd like to move you. Nobody wants made- you but your salary and your production make it super hard. Yep. So I think if he's healthy, that's a guy and and Doug Armstrong is saying, Hey man, show up in camp, come in and play, play really well. Hey man, we'll move you. Right. Well, and, and, sorry, I'm reading between the lines, Sure. but Armstrong is saying, come in and play really well and everything will be good. But th- that to me is, and the article I was reading cited the sort of, the comparison to the Ottawa Senators with Alexi Yashin. Yashin like, he is held the it,
1: natural comparison, yeah.
0: Who held out, and they're like, no, man, sorry. And the 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 arbitrator ruled in, in Ottawa's favor saying, yep, nope, you got to come back, and you got to play. Yashin came back, and he was a finalist for the Hart Trophy, and they flipped him for Spezza and Chara. And, and you're work, like...
1: Worked out pretty well.
0: Well, this is it. Not for Milbury, who then went on to <laughs> you know give Yashin a... 10-year contract or whatever it was yeah but but all i'm saying is Yashin came back played really well and flipped him and i think that's what doug armstrong is looking at whereas i think eichel whatever the at this point it's it's the whole cervical the the, the issue You know
1: yeah with his neck he's gonna come in yeah
0: he's gonna come in He's going to fail his physical because they already know, right? He wants to have the artificial disc replacement Mm and the, and the Sabres want to fuse it. Right. Right. And they're saying, yeah, that thing you're doing over there, you want to do has never been done on an NHL player. We do not endorse that. So Mm -hmm. to me, there's a, it's, it's, it's. Now it has been
1: done on a UFC fighter. I can't remember who now. I I remember reading this at some point. It's not like a
0: couple couple of NFL players, I believe.
1: So it's not crazy whatever it's just there is a little bit of risk there always is you're working on the neck right Uh, and the Sabres don't really want any part of that risk and what they would like to do obviously is trade him and have someone else (laughs) yeah take that risk whereas the rest of the market's kind of like why don't you get that sorted out and then call us when you I think I think the opposite man I think Jack Eichel you know attitude aside even the injury aside I think there's still a ton more value there I think the the thing that Doug Armstrong is saying to Tarasenko, come in and and play yourself up in value so that we can trade you. I don't know that that's still possible. I you know from everything I've read and you know there's a lot of people that think he may be toast with the way he plays. He's kind of got that kind of tank build, right? Like, and if he's got an upper body issue that doesn't let him kind of do the things that he normally does. Um, maybe he just doesn't have it anymore and it's not even so much about, you know, whether or not he's just had a couple of bad years, maybe he's not getting back to the good ones. And I think there is a chance that if you traded for Jack Eichel today and let him do it his way, uh, maybe you don't have him all year because now you've pissed away however many months, but after that you have a, what, 24, 25 year old. Superstar center potentially in your. I don't think the the Sabers are going to get what they want, but I do think teams would be more interested in taking on that young superstar center. Its position, its youth. Um, it is a bigger contract, but it's insured. And so, to me, I think Eichel is the guy who gets dealt first, just because I think there's more upside still there. If you're going to take a risk like this, I'm going to take it on the younger guy who's the center and, you know, was always the, the more talented guy.
0: Yeah. No. And I agree with you 100% on who is the more talented player yeah. and who has the more upside and, and, and the, the much richer career out in front of them, providing that they don't fuse or bugger up the spinal column and shit goes astray.
1: The spine important folks.
0: Yes. This just did <laughs> try wiping your ass with no spine. Super hard.
1: Well, it'll be much closer, like you'd be able to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think you'd be reaching up higher, man. Yeah, be, like, well, maybe, yeah. You'd be wiping between your shoulder blades. Good <laughs> luck with that. Um, but yeah, I, I think the idea that, you know, the the Blues will have to maybe bite the bullet on this if he comes back and you have to take less for him. I think, I think it's never going to change that the, the Sabres are going to want to hit a home run this mystery of whether he's going to do it, what's going to happen with it. Like personally, I'm surprised that Jack Eichel is still Sabers' property right now. Yeah, I was sure that that somebody would take a flyer on that, but it hasn't happened.
1: It still and just the, screams Rangers, doesn't it? Like after it does, everything we've been all this time, it still just seems like Chris Drury just, just do it already. Like <laughs> let's get a Rangers
0: Kings, like Kings, like yeah. It's in this sort of, and you sort of go, what's going to happen? But I'm surprised. Capital CBJ. (laughs) It's, it's, I just don't know what's going to happen, but I, I, I think Tarasenko goes first. So that'll be interesting. Mark that down. Matt and I are on opposite sides of this, but that's the, one of us will be doing a
1: victory dance and Rob will be sad.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll just put it on our, you know, 1000th.
1: Yes. I owe you pint.
0: Yeah, exactly, on one of these things, which I, I believe I'm up.
1: I'm sure you do believe that, yeah.
0: It's, you know, 501 to 499, <laughs> somewhere in around there.
1: Um, the other thing interesting coming into to camp, Brady Kachuk has been getting all the attention on this side of the country, and and rightfully so, he's going to be, uh, you know, maybe the key piece for the Ottawa Senators moving forward. Um, and there's been varying reports as to how close and, or not close they are. We don't seem to be talking very much about both uh, Pedersen and Hughes out in Vancouver. And somehow, Chuck knows what's up.
0: Yeah, Chuck is a huge Canucks fan over there. Obviously,
1: Don't do this, right? Um, Somehow, we've gotten to the point where we're on the eve of training camp, and they don't have either one of these guys signed. And you can make the argument, and uh, Jeff Viette did on Twitter, that these are the only two players in the franchise that matter, and they're the only ones not under contract long term. <laughs> um, this is a mess, man. Like, how how have we gotten this far, and your two cornerstones, the most important guys to the future of the franchise, neither one have deals. And, you know, as we sit here, it looks like, depending on how much of the uh, Michael Furlan's LTIR they're prepared to use uh, based on a 22man roster and putting him on LTIR you have anywhere from 13 and a half to 17 million in cap space to do this but like there's been tons of talk that Petterson thinks he's every bit what Kaprizov is worth and Kaprizov at one point said note it eight times nine um, that's the neighborhood we're talking. and Hughes just I I guarantee you Hughes doesn't think he's any worse than Makar and he just got you know paid like all those guys Seth Jones and Wrensky and these other defensemen it's possible 17 million isn't enough like I I assume they'll bridge and this will come down but what a debacle to be this close to training camp and still not have either of those guys locked up long term
0: and if you saw the press conference with, with Jim Benning and he's sweating, and his hair guy. He's right aging rapidly, face. right? Like, it's right terrible. in front of him. It <laughs> steps away from that from that Nazi guy at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, whose face is melting. <laughs> it's it's a it's a, and I understand it, right? These sorts of things, like we look at at Bill Guerin and trying to get the Kaprizov thing done, and and what's happening here in Ottawa with Brady, and what's happening with Kevin Adams and, and Rasmus Dahlin. Like yep. there are a pile of guys still out there who are, you know, top end RFAs, but to have two, like these things, these, these are franchise altering mm-hmm. k- kind of deals that you don't want to fuck up. Nope. Like you want to be Because you fucked
1: up enough already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, man. And they're bringing in the Sedins to, to sort of smooth over yes. what is a Frothing at the mouth, <laughs> Canuck fan base, right? For sure. Who are like they're they have torches and pitchforks at hand. Like if I'm the if I'm the downtown Hudson Bay, I'm boarding the windows <laughs> right now because those bitches will riot. <laughs> we're gonna at have the drop of a
1: hat. So we're gonna have a training camp riot. <laughs>
0: I'm thrown over a bus. Shit's getting real. Like yeah, like so <laughs> this guy and I don't know, man. I don't know if that guy. He's, he's, he has been fingering, you know, sort of muddling about for a, a whole pile of time. Yep. And I think the Aquilini's, Yep. I think are going to, I think they're going to wish that they would have a couple of years ago made the move on a GM. I don't know the guy, but I get the sense that he doesn't know what he's doing. Wow. Well. <laughs>
1: Pretty clearly, yeah. I think that's well, a we, generous way of freezing it.
0: Yeah, well, is, future guest? I have no idea, man. What's,
1: well, I, I'm glad you pulled back. It. He may not know what he's doing after commenting on his face melting, right?
0: Like, when well, his hair dye running in his hands. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't you weren't so right, much man.
1: worried about him being a future guest at that point. <laughs> we may have ruled that out already. Um, I just I can't imagine. I I've been harder. On Jim Penning than maybe any other GM in the league. This is a debacle, and the fact that you know you had one like that big trade they made for Oel, um, and brought in Garland, I believe, with him, and you yep. traded a bunch of shitty contracts, but they all ended this year. Like all this, this this was the thing that I used to rail on more than anything else was all those bottom six guys, and you were almost done. And then you traded them away, but brought in what could be, and I believe will be, a time bomb in yeah. OEL now, and you're right back you know, it's instead of several of these contracts, but that all ended this year, you brought in one big one, but added all this time back on. Well, and he- you did all that without yet having Hughes or Pederson locked up, and Ray Ferraro was talking on his podcast with uh, Darren Dreger that he believes. He's more certain, and Kaprazov is a little bit older, but Kaprazov, he believes that's what Kaprazov is. You saw it this year, and that's what he's going to be. He's not yet sold on Pedersen. We've seen good Pedersen, we've seen bad Pedersen. You know, are you prepared to give him eight times nine yet? And, wow. and maybe that's why it has to be three. But all these guys saw everybody get paid this year, especially Hughes and the rest of those defensemen. I don't know that either of those guys are going to take a bridge deal. I I, I think, you know, as we talk about the ones going on around the league, I get the sense um, that with Brady in Ottawa, I do believe he's happy to be in Ottawa. He seems to enjoy it. He seems happy where he is. And if they can't come to a number on the long-term thing, I believe he would do a bridge because whatever, like I want to stay here. We'll figure this out later. Let's do with a bridge if we have to. I don't know. I don't get that sense out of Hughes, probably more than Pedersen uh, out in Vancouver. I, they may just hold their feet to the fire on this, right? Like uh, it's it's all about the way you want to negotiate it, and Hughes believes there's no doubt. He believes he's every bit what Macar is.
0: Well, remind me to come back to to Pedersen and, and Hughes when I finish rambling about. Okay, Tyra time. The, did you see the uh, the thirty one thoughts?
1: Matthew Kachuk
0: with with Matthew Kachuk on. I it? did. And, it tickled and, me. Yeah, and so, you know, we talked about this well, we should. Ago. Right. We
1: should let the audience in that Matthew Kachuk was on the 31 Thoughts podcast, now 32 Thoughts, actually, um, and said that, you know, and you had already alluded to this, but that the Kachucks know what they're worth, right? And he said they're not close, right? They haven't come close to a number yet, and it it stirred up a bit of a, a bit of a beehive, right? That, uh, yeah, no, we're, we won't tell. We won't let him take less than he's worth, and um, it's not close yet. But he also, even Matthew said, but he does love it there. Like he's extremely happy there, but the the contract isn't close.
0: Well, and, and so this, unlike like you look at Matthew in Calgary, it's a bit of a the organization is like it's it's bumping into each other. There's shit that's happening there. You're not sure, and Vancouver is very similar, whereas. You'd hope at this point it's still clean enough here in Ottawa that the tra- the trajectory is still on the upward slant, right? And so, if you were to sign Brady to a three-year deal,
1: man, what a you know. world where the Senators aren't the joke organization in
0: the comparisons we're making. Well, well we have they haven't buggered it up yet. <laughs> nope, Matt. That's okay. it's 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 still like the canvas is still yeah, the relatively year, the clean. The season is young;
1: it's a brand new year.
0: But you were looking at Vancouver, who already has expectations, Mm -hmm. and and if you look at Pedersen as right back from the very first time when – I can't remember who the Florida Panther was – who slammed him into the end boards and then power slammed him to the ground.
1: yeah.
0: And and there's been concerns about his his physique and and his sturdiness and his durability ever since that first year, right? Yep. Talented, perhaps undersized, and a little waif-like – Right like, and so there have been these concerns, and then he missed the majority of the season, right yep. so these these ideas continue. the talent is unquestionable, right. What is the durability like, and do you want to hit your wagon for eight years at nine million to that and and the answer for me is no, right. see, whereas in Ottawa, Ottawa wants to sign Brady to the eight year, and then all the fans are going to, you know, who also want this are going to bitch about how much they've overpaid right. after it's signed. Yep, I think you're looking at in Vancouver, especially when without Tanev, the season Hughes had, yep. I, think, I think those two players may want long-term. I think it's in Vancouver's absolute best interest to go bridge there. Just, yeah, just yeah. based on the, and again, both of them are excellent talents. Mm-hmm. But if you do not have, like you've already said, you've signed Oliver ekman Larson for, I believe it's six more years. They yes. have him, which, which he'll be good for two. I, I, and, but if you're looking at signing Hughes and Pedersen, and you still have Horvat and you still have these other pieces, mm-hmm. but man, their time is sort of more now than it is long term.
1: Yeah. What. Well. Which is wild to say after finishing last in the division, right? That you think your your window is now. You're yep, they not wrong. The That's the way they're
0: the year before. Yeah, they were.
1: They're yeah. They were ravaged by injury and they had the COVID thing and and whatever else. But they were not good last year. And
0: last in, last in the Canadian division, last in the North says you were not good.
1: Right. So yeah, I, I think it's interesting to me. Hughes is the more interesting one, and part of it. I heard Jack Hughes on the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast this week as well. You know, Quinn's brother wasn't shy. Like he repeatedly said things like, I know I'm an, uh, I know I'm a special player in this league. And I, you know, talked about, like he, he came off very arrogant, might be overstating it, but he had no lack of confidence. And if Quinn is built anywhere near the same, and you assume probably is. He's not going to take anything less. And to me, that one might be the harder one. I, you might be able to talk the Pedersen camp into, look, you missed a lot of time. We need to figure out what you are. As long as Hughes, and by all accounts, according to Friedman, as long as Hughes is looking at McCar, you have a problem in Vancouver.
0: Yeah, but see, to me, at this point, you look at what McCar's done, and he's on a much better team. Yes, he is. But I still look at it and go... Yeah, but I've seen it mul- on, on multiple seasons.
1: But Hughes would then tell you we had a shit, like I didn't have the help this year that I had a year ago, right? I didn't have, we were a bad team. It was hard for me to put up the numbers. It was hard for and, me to.
0: And, and you got exposed and 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 the questions you have, and let's just make the, let's just make the McCar Hughes direct comparison, mm-hmm. right? What do people talk about? They like Makar's size better than Hughes size right yep. and and when, when you're looking at that that durability and that consistency and you're like yeah okay I'll take if if skating is great on both sides I'm going to take the size over over the the, the big, bigger the bigger player over the smaller player is what I'm suggesting and yep. so I look at it and go yeah I'm not sure I I, I like I, I I have Quinn Hughes in a minute mm-hmm. right I don't mean to to downplay this but yeah i think I think a I think a bridge deal is what should happen there
1: uh why don't we this wasn't on the agenda, but it's been brought up and to me, it is interesting, and we do have a lot of Ottawa fans listening. Are you worried about Brady at this point because I think based on some of the local reporting that had been going on, there was some okay, it's not done, but things seem okay right like it's it's still cordial. You know, he may report to camp. He may, There was t- all kinds of tweets going back and forth about the fact that he was in town. No, he's not. He is. He's not. Um, at this point, after the Matthew Kachuk thing, did that rile you up at all? Or you still feel like it's going to be fine. He'll be at camp. It's going to be all right.
0: I, I think he'll be at camp. I, I think he'll be signed by Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe that. So we'll have this. Short we'll or long him. term? I I want to say long term, man. Yeah. I, I wanna say long term, but 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 the realist in me is, is probably saying if if he's if it drags out to Wednesday, right, Thursday, then it's probably a bridge. Uh I think he wants to be here. I think I think sure he sounds like it. Yeah. And, and and to me what it comes down to is everybody here got so excited with the Gord Miller. On on with Mitch Melnick on TSN six ninety, right? Where they were talking about Hughes and Mm Pedersen, and then Miller dropped in. I think Brady will be done before both these guys. And he said it's it's imminent, and and Mitch Melnick said long term, short term, and he's like no the long term. And I believe it'll be done before these two guys. Right. And 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 the connection there's a there's a long connection between me and Don Meen, who is yep. big wig at Newport Sports, which is where Craig Oster is, and and that's Brady's rep and uh, and his uncle. And, and so to me, Gord Miller is a plugged in enough guy that Gord doesn't drop that without having some sort of feel. Bit, a little bit of something, because uh, otherwise, why is Gord? out of the blue, not even asked about it, Yeah, th- dropping that. So to me, that is what gave this whole market here in Ottawa the sort of, woo Well,
1: like, Sean Simpson from TSN 1200 has also been very active on Twitter, and he was the first one to say he's in town, he's here, he's here, and other people have been refuting that, um, and but saying it's close and then, you know, having to kind of pull it back, it's, it's actually not been the opposite.
0: Well, Sean's he- saying he's not here. Others are saying he is here. That's have seen right. him in his That's, car. that's correct. His car.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So uh, to me, it is when you hear, and uh, you hear Matthew saying, Oh no, my dad held out. I held out. Yep. And we're coaching Brady to hold out. It's a family business. You know, Keith signed an offer sheet for like huge cash. So like, this is a, this is a family who, yeah, they're going to grind you for every buck. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. So as much as I don't want to hear it, and when you hear about it, who a- was the
1: other? Oh, it was Lloydy, Steve Lloyd, this week mentioned on the radio. Melnick is on; is currently en route to Ottawa. Read into that what you will. Obviously, the suggestion was we may be having a press conference here, right? And yeah. again, so far, well, and
0: then and, and then all your all your Twitter heads <laughs> who are saying you know the the senators emoji, which was X Y or Z change to a Brady Kachuk emoji or or image. Sure. Uh, Avatar is what I'm looking for. Thank you. Um, So it just, all those things sort of, I think one way or the other, that guy is signed and in camp to start camp. I I think if it's a bridge contract, which is what I said, it would be all along. Uh, Sources of none, (laughs) but... um, you know, a pile of hockey watching and, yeah. and, and, and enough of it. And, and a couple brew
1: revolution pints suggest, uh,
0: yeah, the 5.8 smoke on the Porter was delicious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so to me, I am not concerned at this moment. If, if we record this show next, next week and he's not signed, I am dismayed. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I think I'm with you though, that in the sense, I don't know. I've heard a few people say, and it makes sense to me, there is a, short-term deal in their back pocket. They know what that looks like. The bridge is done. But they want to make a statement here. They want to hammer out a long-term deal. And if it comes down to the final hour on the day before camp, and they can't get it done, fine. Here's the bridge. Like I do believe that that happens. I don't think they will let him miss time this year over this. I think it gets done and he is in camp. Um, But that they will continue to hammer away on we've talked about it. what must be a very difficult contract right with what he brings that can be difficult to measure and you know the long-term ramifications is the cap going up or down like guys want to get paid like it's going up because by the end of eight years it will be again but right now we don't know by how much or these are very very difficult negotiations but I believe if they can't get a long-term deal done by the you know by the time the clock strikes 12 there is a you know Break glass in case of emergency. Here's the here's the bridge, and we'll just punt this down the road a bit.
0: Like I, I, I'm 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 on record saying I think Brady tops out on a on a on a on a decent to good team, even a, like a, a playoff team. Yeah, as being a thirty goal forty assist guy, like that's a seventy point winger mm-hmm. who may, in fact, at at one point become the second line left winger behind Stutzla. Yep. Right. Like if you look at at how that goes. It's hard so,
1: to pay that guy eight million okay, though, right? Okay, like,
0: well, or more. Or more. Right? Yes. Or more. Like 8.25, 8.5. Yep. As you said, it could be anywhere between seven and nine. Yep. And if you look at um at that ten million at uh, that million, sorry, million per ten points for a for a winger. Mm-hmm. Right? And you go seven million for seventy points, bam. If I gotta pay you up to two million for your intangibles, yeah. It's, it's, that's where you you start, it's, 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 it's nail chewing time, right? Where you go, all those things we talked about, right? Leading the league in hits, leading the league in shots, penalties drawn, like all these other things and being just a, just a great character guy. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money for intangibles. So when you look at that, you go, if you, if you want to pinch more than Shabbat, I get it. But you gotta leave room for when Stutzla surpasses you in point totals, right. right, where do you put him? Yep. Right. So to me, if 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 Brady is gonna become the artificial cap on this team, we'll see what happens, right? I I, I don't know. But at, at this point to answer your question, I am not concerned. But if, if, if we do Sunday recording next week and he is not in camp, I will be disappointed and I will be concerned.
1: Stay tuned for that. Uh, one of many storylines to follow as we head into training camps opening up this week. From here on in, there will be hockey to watch. There will be Woo-hoo! hockey to talk about instead of hockey business, uh, business. So we'll uh, we'll see how that I goes didn't as, as we roll out. Anything else, man? No, man. I think we're good. Think so too. So stick around. Wednesday morning, Kevin Mickey from Sportsnet will be here talking wrestling. Thursday morning, our boy Maddie Lang will be filling in for Michaela Schreider. We'll talk about. Yes, whatever's in news. The first day of NHL camps will be underway. There's always a story or two that evolves that we uh, that we don't expect, right? Uh, kind of drops out of nowhere. Uh, we can react extremely early to line combinations on day yes, one of <laughs> it's
0: what we do here.
1: <laughs> so lots to come. Make sure you're following along on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio. Rob is on Twitter at Captain Blowhard. And uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now. I've mentioned it before. Uh, if you're into this sort of thing, you're probably also the type of person who listens to audiobooks. Uh, we are now on Audible. If you want to consolidate your libraries, get everything in one place, we are now where you get your uh, your audiobooks. So check us out on Audible as well. and Hit subscribe there. Uh, for Rob, my name's Matt, and we will see you on Wednesday morning. Peace.
0: Get out and vote. I am unhappy. With the confusing and at times confrontational nature of that meeting, I wanted it to go better. I wanted it to go better!
1: Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA
0: at tallcanaudio.com or by searching Tall can Audio on your favorite podcast app.